We might wonder, why does God go to that trouble? We might wonder why we even are worthy of such a thing. But we find in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse one, maybe the reason why God cares enough to be concerned about our salvation. In Isaiah chapter five and verse 26, he says, he will raise a signal for nations far away and whistle for them from the ends of the earth. In Isaiah 11, verse nine, he ends that verse with saying, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. How is it that the earth would be full of the knowledge of God if we don't go and tell them? How is it that the earth can be full, full of the knowledge of God if there's no Christians that care enough about God's creation to go and tell them? Yes, we find Isaiah chapter 43 and verse one where God says, I created you, I redeemed you, I have called you, you are mine. That did not end with Isaiah. The fact is that all of God's creation belonged to him. Whether it's in Hoover, Alabama, or whether it's in Tanzania, Peru, the Philippines, or anywhere else we might want to go, those creatures that we encounter there are just, important, just as important as the creatures that we encounter here because they are God's. He has made them. He has redeemed them. He has called them. We need to go and be about the business of telling them about the calling of God. But we find also God has given us a missionary book. He didn't just go about sending the message to Moses. He's given us a missionary book and that book says that we are to arise and go. We find Jonah with the instruction in verse two, arise and go to Nineveh. In Isaiah, we see one of the most uh, significant verses in this regard. In verse eight of chapter six, he says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And we know the answer of Isaiah when he says, here am I, send me. One of the reasons that we were attracted to be a part of this congregation was that there are so many here at Hoover, who have the desire just as Isaiah, who are willing to stand up and raise their hand and say, here am I, send me. Today, we still hear that call of so many. And we need those who will answer just as Isaiah did. Here am I, send me. But God has also given us a missionary commission. We find in Mark chapter one, verses 16 through 20, the calling of the apostles 
When Jesus called them, he said, come and follow me. And we know that they immediately left all that they had and followed him. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he told those who had followed him that after they had received power from on high in the form of the Holy Spirit, that they would go and be his witnesses, that they would testify of his, uh, of his do- uh, sovereignty. And it says that they are to do so in Jerusalem, Judah, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So God has given us a missionary commission. That commission is to go. To go next door, to go to the next country, and go to the other side of the world. And God has given us a missionary message. When we go, as we're instructed in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, we go to all corners of the world converting the lost and teaching the believers. In Mark 16 and verse 15, we're told that we're to go into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Well, what are we, what are we to go proclaim? We are to proclaim the message about the man, Jesus. We find from John chapter four, we find a message of a man who has the water to quench all of our thirst forever. We find the message of a man who has the bread of life. We need to tell others about that bread. He gives us the message, the method, and he gives us the message in the book of Acts. We have the same message that Peter proclaimed on the day of Pentecost. We have the message about Jesus. So we've been given a missionary message to take to the far corners of the earth and tell the lost about Jesus. And God has given us a missionary religion. The book of Acts is a book that describes the history of the establishment and the growth of the early church. But the book of Acts is a missionary book. It's a book that tells us how the church grew, the method that it grew. We find from Acts chapter eight that wherever the apostles went, they went preaching the gospel. We find from Acts chapter 10 that wherever they went preaching the gospel, they were led by the Holy Spirit. We find in Acts chapter 19 that those apostles took the time to teach others, committed the word to others who could in turn teach others. And we find in Acts chapter 28 the example of our our brother Paul as he is imprisoned in Rome taking every opportunity, even while in prison, to preach the gospel because Paul had a missionary heart. He wanted to teach those who were lost about Jesus. He wanted to give as many as possible the opportunity to know about the saving grace that we have in Jesus. And God has given us a mission. 
we find in John chapter 4 and verse 35. There he says, look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see the fields are white for harvest. You know, our mission starts in our own homes. Our mission starts in our own neighborhoods. Our mission starts right where we live. We really don't have to go to the four corners of the world to be missionaries. Because the first thing that Jesus said is that you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. There were, those in Jerusalem needed to know about Jesus just as much as those in the other parts of the world. And today, we need to be, be about the business of telling others about Jesus. If we're followers of Christ, can I ask you a question? Over the course of the last week, have you told anyone about the good news of the saving grace of Jesus? Have you shared the message of the gospel with just one person? See, missions starts at home. It missions starts with us. Have we invited anyone to church this week? Some weeks I'd say yes, some weeks I would say no. But the idea of being a missionary is not just someone who goes to a foreign land. We each have the responsibility and each have the obligation to be missionaries on behalf of Christ. To let Christ's light shine in our life in the way that we act and the way we treat one another and the way we treat those that we come in contact with. We need to be about the business of showing others about the saving grace of Jesus, how it can change our life, and if given the opportunity, how it can change theirs. If you're here this evening and you have never known the saving grace that you can have by being part of the kingdom of God, this would be a great time even this evening for you to become a part of God's kingdom, for you be to become a part of the church that Christ came and died for and bled for. If you're subject to God's invitation, we ask you to stand, uh, or, uh, come as we stand and sing.